welcome to another episode of Always Be Connecting. So visibility is key for organisational leaders and one of the ways to gain visibility is through events. We can use events to share ideas, value propositions, or we could use it to collaborate and look for business opportunities. We're very lucky to talk to two conference producers from global events company Terrapin Australia. We have got Imogen Jones and Sanam Rodriguez. How are you doing, guys? Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, so talk to us about your history in events first. Let's find out a little bit about you. If you want to go first, Imogen. Yeah, um, <laughs> so a little bit like a lot of people, I didn't really plan for it, didn't expect it, and sort of just fell into it, the crazy world of events. Um, I sort of started with smaller activations, um, more helping towards the marketing uh, and brand activations, and then <clears throat> quickly found out about Terrapin and um, I've been there, I think, two years this year. Um, and so I worked mainly on tech in that company um, on an event called Digital Transformation Live and absolutely knew nothing about the industry at all. So that was um, a very, you know, a lot of whirlwind adventures. But my experience has been um, now a lot on corporate trade shows um, and have that sort of activation space. So it's very different. But, um, look, I've learned a lot here now working... Uh, on two events and then I think that's a good segue to Sanam who yep. is working on another bigger event in our company so yeah how about you um all right for me I started off uh well I started off in, in a very very different field initially it was uh, internal auditing and human resources and then I sort of fell into the marketing and event space um and I started off with uh you know with the Dubai Film Festival and the Sydney Film Festival just dealing with their events um, and that was, you know, film events and, uh, you know, press conferences and all those wonderful things. Um, worked with the Sydney Film Festival, moved on to the Travelling Film Festival. And then, um, yes, loved uh, the work Terrapin was doing in terms of content creation, specifically for events. Um, and, uh, you know, that more business to business. Of course, I do love the arts, but I do love business too. So it's a good mix of both. Um, and currently we are working on our solar event, which is, you know, which is one of the one of the bigger events in the company, I'd say. Although, you know, every event in the company has its own unique niche and its own unique um, audience uh, and, you know, speaker attraction, I'd say. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting yeah. that you came from human resources because it sounds like that is a large part of your job in a very different way, hey? So yeah. from resourcing roles to resourcing speakers and yeah. panels and Correct. I audiences. Think, I think I think what helps us all uh, and, and, you know, I, I've, I feel in, in the production team especially is uh, you need to be of a certain, well, A, you need to be pleasantly persistent is what I'd like <laughs> to say. Um, you know, you, you don't really take no for an answer, but then you, you kind of, you hear a lot of no's before you hear that yes. Um, and that comes just with building that relationship with that speaker. And it, it can be, what, like a year. And then mm. the next year they'll be like, hey, I remember you. Yes, I absolutely want to speak at your event because I thought, you know, the content was great or, or you touched on this point. And that only comes with 
conversation and relationship it's not like hey i'd like you to speak oh okay yeah, sure. sure ceo sure. of goals will come to speak no it doesn't work like yeah, that it's, people are yeah. suspicious yes. it's a lot of oh, it's, it's as a people I'm, space it is and i'm a by nature myself a people pleaser and it's a lot of <laughs> taking notes for an answer and then you know continuing to persist um and like and i'm so greatly phrased you know pleasantly persisting you have to keep knocking on those doors mm. and that's where even falling into events was a learning curve for me because not only did I have to then put on my own events per se, I actually had to attend a lot yeah. so that they would actually give me some face time so that they would talk to me. Um, I would create relationships outside of just, um, you know, almost cold calling and a cold emailing. I would actually have to turn off the events, make eye contact, make sure, hey, you see me, I see you. Okay, the next time I knock on your door, you know who I am. Mm-hmm. So it was that, you know, a lot of that I didn't expect with the for the job with the job either yeah yeah, yeah. and i think the i think the covid post landscape mm. has changed quite a lot in the event yeah. space uh in the sense that previously you know you'd yes of course you'd have to make those cold calls but now people don't really pick up their phones they, they don't mind a team's message in fact it's 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 welcomed more even because they can sit in the comfort right. of their offices like today you know I'm speaking of the CEO of a particular company and he's you know he's got the Sydney skyline and everything and and but but he gave me 15 minutes of his mm. time uh, and and that's what you need you need to go in go quick but again you know be true to yourself straight stay true to the content of what you want to what you want to create what's your vision and then kind of extract that from them mm. anyway Interesting talking about preferred communication methods. And we'll get back to that in a second, mm-hmm. but first of all, I want to find out what your superpowers are. So, Sanam, what what do you think your um superpowers? I've been told that I can disarm anybody. And I I don't know what that means, but I have been in plenty of situations where they've said, "Hey, the stars on the carpet, he's throwing a tantrum. Bring Sanam in." And I'm like, "Okay." Okay. Um and I I think it's and I think part of that is more of the relationship and more just being more of a listener. I'm not selling you anything. I'm not asking you to, you know, stand uh, for this for Vogue photographer for whatever reason, but if you could stand to the left side, that would be great. Just stand with me. And yeah. then, you know, you just get it done. So you it's malleable, I guess is the word. Listening is a topic Big. that comes up a, a lot in always be connecting. So Yes, it, it is I think it is one of the you know, that's why two years and mm. what is it, one mouth, right? Listen more, talk less. Yeah. That's that's what I, I and, and you know, you, you hear especially when you're dealing with C suite, you you know, you, you listen to their stories, you listen to their vision, you listen to their heart, right? Mm. Um you don't sell them anything and then you say, Hey, can you can you can you talk about your vision at our event yeah um, you know as opposed to you know we we saw you did this and can you speak about that uh, it it, it kind of doesn't work that way. it it works with some yeah. level of speakers it doesn't with all. others you just got to identify what the strategy is going in well maybe that's what's happening before you arrive that's why they're throwing their toys out of the pram or <laughs> <laughs> however nicely you want to say Probably. that is that they're not being listened to and they're not being understood and yeah. their their needs aren't being Sanam met. Sanam can yeah. definitely disarm me. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of a hothead sometimes and uh, she's very, yeah, disarming. So I can definitely second that. Well, yeah. I think we bounce off, everybody bounces off uh, everyone's sort of personalities because, you know, we are all in different sort of uh, event uh 
life cycles. life cycles at this yeah. moment. So while I'm frantically putting an agenda together, you're in kind of a space where you're like, okay, let me look at it from a visionary perspective. What's my project going to achieve next yeah. year? And then, you know, f- three months down the line, I'm, I'm in her space, but she's, shed light, uh, yeah. you know, and then so mm. you, you need the, su- you need the support you of the team. You, you just can't survive otherwise because these events are so large scale, yeah. so massive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Imogen, you? Um, Look, actually, my previous boss used to ask me this. Um, she would do workshops uh, around mental health, specifically helping people in these scenarios, myself, who would be really burnt out. And she used to ask straight up, you know, Imogen, let's volunteer. Um, what's your superpower? So I'm very versed. I used to say... <laughs> yeah, I used to, she loved this question. Um, I used to say it was um, opening, like I was an opener, like I would open doors. But I've since come to uh, change that a little bit in the sense that I really think it's relationship building. So um, I'm re- I feel that I'm really strong my superpower is um being able to meet someone identify where they're at in their life at the time and meet them there and build the relationship with them focused around core actual meaningful connections with them rather than um you know an end goal for me even though obviously my end goal is in in my head obviously and they probably are aware of it I'm more focused on the building of that relationship irrespective of where it goes Mm. um so I feel yeah that's been one of my strongest points I've gone from not knowing the industry at all to I would say you know having a large amount of people that I can rely on in the industry that are my friends that I hang out of hang out with and rely on as you know really really meaningful and deep connections on weekends outside of work hours you know um yeah you can just talk to them on a different level exactly so yeah I do feel relationship building was is my superpower yeah yeah, very cool. Thank you. So let's let's hop back to the communication methods sort of in a post-COVID world. Mm. Because you're right, I don't answer my phone to many mm. people. <laughs> yeah. I'm Neither very suspicious. <laughs> of, I. Yeah. I Google the number before yeah. I call back. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to know before I read like, back who I am. Uh-uh. Yeah. You can leave me a message, OK? Yeah. You can I'll, text I'll me and I might. Yeah. But, but no one leaves yeah. voicemails anyway, so I'm like, let's yeah. like reverse searching their number. Yeah. So how how do you reach out to people in modern um, worlds? I think I think look I think you always go for that call first because when you do get that yeah, person okay. on the phone, there's you don't sell right. You you say you introduce yourself, you say who you are and things like that. So that's that's always the go to. Yes, I agree. Um, but but post COVID, I feel you know hey happy to chat about this. You know I saw you know you did this and blah 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 and email, or um, like I say you. Don't whenever you're trying to get to a C suite, at least for me, it's never ever burn the connections that lead to that suite, mm. lead to that person. So if it is if it is That's that person point. who picks up the phone and, and, and redirects the call to a thousand people and they're not having the best day that's okay you know you're 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 not you're having a good day so that's fine okay um then they connect you to so and so to the ea the ea is your best friend too i mean i say treat everybody with respect um because that that flows that really does flow whether yeah, yeah. like imogen they, said they all have, they talk yeah, they, do. they talk and and whatever whatever the whatever the relationship turns into or pans out into or whatever you know whatever happens you, you still have that respect 
I've I've seen that blossom with Sanam specifically. I feel like that's one of um, her best traits is I've seen her go through the ranks in the sense of trying to get to the person she needs to get to and speak to each person. And it's always, every time I hear her talking, it's always genuine care about where they're at right then. And and I've seen long panned things um, end up and her end up, you know, scoring exactly what she wants through going that way. And it's been, yeah, it's really good from my point of view because, like I said, very hot-headed. I'm like, go straight, like, yeah, just go, just keep pounding on their door till they pay attention. Yeah, but, but it's can always I say, low. though, like, that's my approach of going about things, right? But yeah. Imogen's approach, for example, is, is again, very different to mine. It mm. is, it is yes, going after, and, uh, you know, this is what I would like you to speak on, you know, <laughs> would you, are you yes or no, or whatever it is. But it gets the job done because she's done the homework before, if, if that makes sense. That's a really um, good point because there's plenty of people who call especially work lines yes. who have not done any no. research. No. And you know it's a sales call straight away and they ha- you have no interest oh, in talking to them. So the people who, uh, lately, the people I've been speaking to, you know, your Maddie directors or C-suites of, you know, KB, uh, Kmart, JB Hi-Fi, Coles, um, all of those people, right? And um, uh, uh, first when I started this, I remember someone saying to me, and it stuck with me, so whoever it was, good, um, it, they're like, you didn't put a lot of thought into this, did you? Because, and to be honest, no, right at the start, I, I didn't. They said, you didn't put a lot of thought into reaching out to me, did you? Because you don't actually know what you want me to speak on, what you want me to do. You just want my name on the lineup. And I remember going, yeah, you got a point. Oops. That's fair. <laughs> so then from that, that point on, I made ch- I made a really important, yeah, of just, <laughs> of just being, what am I going to say? And now every message to these C-suites, you know, of those big household um, companies that we all know and love, I start with, hi, so-and-so, in brackets, this is not a sales message. That's yeah. my goal. This is not a pitch. This is yeah. not a weird sales message. Yeah. So that before they even know what they're opening, and obviously I could lie, but they know before they're opening my message that whatever it is, I'm not trying to sell them anything, that regardless of what happens, I'm not trying to sell them on anything. I'm just trying to make a connection with them. Yeah. And, and you know, in the same way, uh, you, you have to mold, I think, your communication style depending on the person, right? So, you know, you I think it comes from experience and you can say mm-hmm. that as well, um, that you know when a person wants to chat on the phone. You know when a person yeah. just texts, never replies, never picks up their call, but only texts. Yeah. You know when a person is like, oh, you know what, let's just hop on a call and, um, yeah. you, get their preferences and you have quick. to, you have to get that. I think you have to get like, that right. They're like, that. they're like, everyone's a person and we all know with their yeah. own friends. There are friends that, you know, that will text you. They know, you know, they're friends that they'll only pick up your phone yeah. call or they won't FaceTime. They might FaceTime. You, you never, you know, your each different type of friend style and how they communicate. So why wouldn't the same theory be the same exactly. with all of them? It translates. I don't yeah. like saving up the phone call, so I try not to, but yeah. you know, so it's all the same yeah interesting so we'll get to sort of like the more of the the value of attending events a little bit because i'm really enjoying this discussion about um finding speakers and identifying and sort of the homework that you from your feedback (laughs) have been putting in to uh identifying what people are going to talk about what p what are people's values and what Mm. what can you do for them and what can they do for you sort of like finding that that opportunity so when you are looking to fill a spot what's the sort of process from filling a spot to creating value for for you I think it's definitely going to vary from yeah. the start to the end. I suppose 
Um, and def- I definitely think it would vary for Sanam um, and myself because I have been in my specific um, sort of niche and industry for close to two years now. So tech, when I first started, it had to be hours worth of research just to figure out exactly what was going on. Honestly, I had no idea what cloud was. I thought it was, it's just a lot of things, terminology you don't understand yes. and you sound sort of silly. Um, put it, so you have to put that extra work in. Now being two years in, it is actually, it is attending the events, but also, you know, making friends and keeping your ear close and keeping your finger on the pulse. But the most important thing, I suppose, from thinking, seeing that spot bare and then filling it, for me, is equal meaning, equal meaningfulness. So what can I actually bring for them? What is this benefiting my speaker? And what, how is this speaker benefiting me slash my audience? Mm. So bringing equal meaning. Because if I'm not providing anything for them, I can bet they're probably not going to provide that much for my audience because we need that equality in relationship building. Um, so a lot of it is what can they share with my audience that I I personally can't share or, you know, my next-door neighbour can't share or someone even in the industry well-versed, what can't what they can't share that they can and yeah. what can I offer them that other people can't and how can we bring that synergy together to make a really good match? So yeah. that's it. And a lot of that is through the homework that was done at the very start as well, but also researching them, attending events, um, asking your if you have an advisory board, asking your friends, just always making friends with people in that industry as well but yeah, yeah it's about yeah. equal matches to me yeah i think i i mean it's interesting like that's your approach so for, my approach is 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 a mix of that but for me it's what is the goal of this event what is the vision of this event what are we seeking to achieve uh, with this event you know and especially in in an industry which you know nothing of yeah. and you're uh, you know you're 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 not the expert and i keep saying this to my speakers as well i'm not the expert you are so you tell me what is it that people are talking about mm. and more often than not the things that come out of their mouth and you're like oh okay yeah. you would never say that to the media or you would never say that out but but you're comfortable talking to me that you know what this is the problem in the industry and then i'd be like Okay, this is the goal of our event. Would you be willing to talk to this? Oh yeah. Oh, I can. and 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 then they would turn around and they would ask me, "How how frank do you want me to be?" And I say always speak your truth. Yeah. You know, at the event because that's what the what that's what it is. And and with approaching that speaker slot, um I remember uh, you know, a speaker I was talking to him and then he said, "Oh, you know, if if uh, I I can recommend somebody if you're finding it hard to fill up that slot." And I said, "Look, it's not for me, it's not just about filling that slot. It's actually getting that person and aligning that person to that sure. goal. And, and that that's the way that I would approach. And if that means that, you know, in, in a particular slot, it may be empty. Okay, then it, then it is empty. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll fill it up with an interesting panel discussion. Um, yeah. and, and there you'd have more people. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you know this as well, speakers don't want to speak alone. And, you know, they're like, who else is speaking? I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can come onto a panel and discuss whatever you want to discuss. And then you see them jump out and be so animated. It's tricky because um, I'm sure you agree that, um, well, I don't know where you feel free, um, that event organisers and I, 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 yeah, I really have come to the point where sometimes it's positioned in our job um, and not for us, but I know a lot of other scenarios where it's positioned that, you just need to get, um, meet a certain amount of people or get a certain amount of people on the floor or whatever. But the, 
it loses their meaning. And mm. so, and a lot yeah, of the time, all they go, what do you want to do with this event? And the mm. broad statement is, is, I want to change the world. Okay, well, that's just not going to happen. That's not realistic. So yeah. I think having one clear or a few clear purpose um, or goals that you want for that yeah, event yeah, yeah. help when the speaker goes, well, what should I talk about? Well, it's a curation. I, can't, I yes. can't tell you that, but what I can tell you is our goals. Because when you go in, well, we're going to change the world and we're going to be the leaders of this and this and that. Well, every event in the world wants to what's, do that. How? What's our point of difference? How yeah. are we different? and how are you connecting with connecting networking with the audience differently than the event that's happening next Tuesday mm. so you're just sort of really th- questioning because a, a lot of C-suite will have value propositions and visions and yes, missions exactly. and industry yeah. um, goals that they need to make business easier for exactly, them and yeah. things like that so it's easy to have those ideas, but to have that sort of thought-provoking, okay, well, what are we going to do about it? Like, yeah. What's tangible? How yeah, can, you, yeah, how can yeah. we action this? You, the worst thing is to go to a conference, speak, listen to this, um, you know, this speaker, and everyone's heard, uh, maybe they've got a really high um, sort of job title, everything, it's all great, but you walk out of there, wait, what did they just say? Yeah. What, what, are we, what are we doing here? Bunch of fancy are we words. just here because... Because of the title of the event, because it said something about the industry I'm in. Why am I actually here? What's the connection I made? What's the actionable item I'm going to do? What what did I, what could I take away from this? Because if the answer is nothing, then what have you actually done with your event slash speaking position? What have you done with it? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and and then you you make it a little bit more personal, I think, for yourself. Because for me, it's always. Will I listen to what he's going to speak about? Yeah. Will Will I listen or will I just be like five minutes? Yeah, I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to walk out now. That's You have to think of, you know, about your audience and you have to think about your speakers. And, and I think the best way is to just think for yourself firstly. Like, will, yeah, am, yeah, yeah. is this topic interesting to me? Will I attend it? Am I excited by it? That's the main thing for me. Am I excited by this topic, this, this speaker is presenting? Yes, you know, he's spoken somewhere about some other things but in this particular event he's speaking particularly about this because that is exciting to him and me and and that you know that that vibe so to speak flows between us as you know the 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 producer and the speaker and that's again that's where that relationship starts forming and yeah you know building interesting because like say 10 years ago if you think about sort of the Katie Hopkins in the world where there's a good example in the UK of in, of this morning where you would have someone on the far right and someone on the far left yep. and debate and <laughs> have your yes. discussion. So uh, modern discussions are far more nuanced than just having sort of polar views mm. to have a fight and see how much press they can get. <laughs> yeah. So like... Uh, what what certain considerations do you have in that curation? Is is it like politics? Is it uh industry type, or you know, sort of how do you go about solving problems? I think it's a mix of all. Like like I you know I've worked on a government conference and there. It is as government as you can get, mm. you know. Uh, there, there are uh, there are a few fire starters in there, and you know, I, I always say, again, speak your truth. So, so you know, y- you will have government who will speak to what the government does and says, and it it could it can be vanilla, but you know, it is what it is. But they might draw the crowds. Mm. Um, 
That, so it's it's a and then you know you then you have say for example I'm working on the solar industry now a lot of lot of fire starters a lot of people who want to do you know big things in the industry and 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 a lot of uh, support a lot of grief so you have to kind of balance all those topics and put it out there in your you agenda do. so that people start talking which it's, is what you want it is about a balance too I I work on um, the government conference now as well so we've both sort of worked on this conference and it does have um a bit of there there's sometimes a little bit of that red tape where you struggle to get um you need to do things that a gov- have a government approved so there is a little bit of that as well um but then on as well I work in the tech um side of things so tech industry um where there are a lot of fire starters but I think similar to what Sanam said, it's all about the three <laughs> three R's for me, which I say to all my speakers, so they'll know it well and truly, which is real, radical and raw. And I'm, I'm like, that's what you've got from me. I'm not going to stop you. So whatever you can give me that's real, radical and raw, I'm taking that up to the stage. Um, and so... Look, there is um, there is some controversy. I think at my last conference we oh, had yes, a um, avatar, <laughs> a metaverse avatar that turned up in very um, robotic suit, and it was very a very uh, interesting. Off, outfit. Yeah, <laughs> it was very off par. I remember seeing it five minutes before it went on the screen, and I was like. Well, I have a job after this. I don't know. It'll yeah, be interesting. I mean, it was interesting. She called all of us and she said, "Oh, I'm not sure. go up on stage on this." I was like, "You know what? You know, go for it." Real radical, rock. yeah. That's <laughs> so what you I wanted. don't know. I think we've. I don't know if it's necessarily our decision to um, put those guidelines on them more to have the platform for them to discuss mm. obviously within reason we don't want any crazy 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 things going on but I think it's more our job to facilitate a platform rather than to dictate what they can or can't say mm. yeah. do you have uh, other uh, names that you give uh, a type of speaker because uh, Firestarter came out there oh are there, dear. Other... there are some very very questionable <laughs> names where I'm like I, I tell people you, you cannot say that in public about speakers like that you just I, so I cannot I'm sorry yeah. but yes there are oh, yeah, yeah. very much and you know what I'm talking about yeah. but maybe offline yeah maybe <laughs> offline um, no never no no no, no. <laughs> well, from my experience with at least Sanam and I um no we know that there are some eccentric speakers are probably the words that I would use some eccentric speakers we know that there's some controversial ones um and then I yeah I'd say those sure. are the two terms for me at least I um, also, though, I do know there's a lot of my speakers that um, are my best friend's speakers that are always there to help me. And on the day, for example, sure. they're speaking the next day, they'll mm. turn up the day before just to make sure I've been fed, I've had lunch, I've sat down, oh, pat nice. me on the back. Yeah, yeah um, I was going through a little bit of a health issue and I remember one of my speakers oh, at my event, my very big sort of breakthrough event, and it was... Yeah, very invested into it. I remember my speaker showed up and just sort of just asked if I wanted to go get some lunch to calm down and take a breather. Knew I probably hadn't eaten that day. So, yeah, those are my best friends. <laughs> the rest a solid is, speaker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, but, yeah, I don't think there's any necessarily negative. If anything, I like when they when they start a convo um, in the audience when there's lots oh, of bickering. I'm in love with that. I Absolutely. love it. But then do you – so you've got your fire starters. Do you have – you know, your um, thought provokers yeah. and your uh, even keel and your sort of realists. Yeah, you things. do. You, you do have a mix. I think, I, I mean, I think every speaker, I, I think the goal is for us to make sure that every speaker feels valued and, and feels like they are delivering value to whatever they are saying or whatever, right? The, the terms that we are using is only internal, I would <laughs> yeah, say. Totally. You know, I, mean, I, I think every speaker 
believes and should that they are a thought leader that they are trying to make a difference mm. um I, in whatever they're saying um and and you know some some term terminology terminologies that are being used are more internal, internal in the events yeah. world so to speak Uh, are you finding the um it's a lot in my industry but I don't know about yours is um uh futurists are they coming up a lot in uh, um, solar or not specifically or did they come up a lot in government, government. how about I think I think it was uh radi- I think it's radical now in solar is it radical yeah. so is it and radicals and then it's it's you know some some words that I cannot say on it right right um uh, have you heard of government is more vanilla yeah I, yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. agree yeah Definitely one for me is um a new term to me when I entered sort of tech specifically but I know they're across other industries as well as futurist speakers mm. um and I know that's now job title um Yeah, yeah, so that was new to me. Um, but usually very thought provoking, um, change makers. I, I mean, yeah, I've Talk really, I've yeah. really loved the conversations I've had with futurists. Um, I had a big uh, sort of research period where I was looking into what exactly they do, and you know, um, and it was very interesting to hear about how they're predicting the future. And so, yeah, those speakers are quite. Um, they are thought provoking. They are controversial as well. Mm. Um, uh, there are a lot of futurists coming up in um, big household name companies where they're going chief futurists. So I think that's really interesting. It's something that we should. um you sort of collectively as across industry look into you know what exactly are they doing where are they getting their information and is it worth giving an sure. ear to yeah so almost a future well is a a now job but also mm. some uh, a, a possibility for growth mm. possibly um so let's go to attending events and sort of the value that people can get out of them so f- for both um being a contributor and being an attendee how can people what sort of some tips of getting the most value out of an event i think it's i think it's uh, as an attendee for me uh, for me i always like to uh, you know look at the agenda prior look at who's speaking look at what they're speaking about and actually knowing which events that you want to go to basically and maybe planning around that um and obviously you know you can talk the talk but there's nothing beats actually walking into an event and looking at the event space looking at the activations looking at you know round table conversations and you know we we talk about round table conversations as a good way to get you know see sweet together and have that conversation flowing and it's kind of like the formal breaking the ice uh, sort of a yeah. sort of a session um and so there's value over there you know so so you go in and you you just observe you just hear them speak and and there's so many just standing and and watching i find when i stand and i watch a session you you're watching a session but you're also not eavesdropping but you know you also get snippets of oh you know this i i thought about this a particular thing did you ever think about that and i'm like oh that's so interesting and then you're walking and then you know but you're walking by the exhibitors and they're having a separate conversation all together yeah um and there's all this it's it's such a electric energy mm. so you can't you can't beat that when you as as much love as you put into that agenda nothing beats walking into an event and getting that vibe and especially if you're if you're the producer at that event what a yeah. high isn't it yeah it is yeah <laughs> it's a bit uh, of a high it must be actually frequency yeah. making in terms of your generating ideas your generating new opportunity that's going to like spit out into the industry in several different ways so there must be a natural sort of energy there is there is and it's um 
very being either proud of yourself, proud of your speakers, proud of the attendees, um, proud of your sponsors and then also your team as well. Um, yeah, I think I got my event, uh, my entire family knows my event as um, my second baby. So, yeah, yeah I just dream about it at night time. Just, and, and uh, you know, because I am actually excited about it, genuinely invested about it. Obviously there are times I need to take a break and avoid burnout and all of those things, but I'm genuinely invested. But... I suppose from getting value from events, um, I made it my mission to just attend every single event in the industry and it it was a lot. I was just there. Oh, no, I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was a bit crazy for a time. And they were like, I, I um, ended up seeing these people and they're like, you're, you're just everywhere. And I'm like, I must I must be. Okay, I must be. Um, and then I just dragged my like outside of work friends along with me. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to catch up? Let's do our eyes. I've got this event. Come with me. You must have um, so many lanyards. Yeah, I, I collect them all too and I do. It's, it's like a, it's a trophy. But, um, but yeah, I would go to them and... Honestly, at the start, I was very scared, and a lot of the time, also, I'd trail off. Honestly, I'd trail off and be like, "Well, to be honest, it's, I'm just a bit bored." But I finally realised what actually gave me some value in attending was figuring out. And again, I know I keep gravitating towards this. Was figuring out what was actually meaningful to me. So picking one thing. So mm-hmm. if it was that I really wanted to see that speaker, even if maybe necessarily I wasn't too intrigued in what they were speaking about, I would list, try and sit through as much as I could because I wanted to see that speaker or if I found a topic. Yeah. It was picking one thing that I could take away because at least if I maybe if it wasn't my thing and I or I didn't get to speak to who I wanted to, I didn't get to do everything I wanted to, I got that one thing and it didn't feel like a waste of my out-of-hours time because it would be out of my out-of-hours out time. Um, so I guess it, it comes back to that. What's the one thing that you want to take away from attending that event as an attendee? Having a goal. Yeah, and then mm. and then as a as a um as an actual sorry facilitator of that or ask as conference producers, I suppose and and speakers. I suppose the other thing I would say is um like we don't need fifty million case studies over and over and over again. Like mm. we do need case studies, but people will often come up and they'll give us the same case study over and over and over again. Audiences can't always they can't bring it down to a personal level a lot of the time. How can you personally apply that if they're not in your situation? Yeah. So and, and so part of the struggle is that you'll bring a case study up and your audience struggles to actually connect. So having that level of, yeah, you're, you want to give the same facts as a case study. Obviously, you're a business. You want to you want to achieve a goal. But how can you make that personable? How can you make that interesting? Connect with the audience on a level that is not just business because if it is, that's, all, that's where it's going to stay. And how have you seen that done well? Um, through actually... Q and A's are good, but again, they can go off the rail. That's a quick way. That's Interactivity. My quick, inter- mm. That's a quick way, but I know Q and A's are hard because it can span out and take ages, and maybe you're not able to do Q and A's. The other way is to actually bring it. Um, anecdotes is another good way to do it. I know these are simple things, but we can't always. My instinct was to say workshops. But that's not applicable for every situation. You can't always workshop. You can't always do sessions that are extremely interactive with your audience. So how can you have anecdotes, metaphors, things that are actually bringing it down to their level so that, one, you can have your technical side of it, that you've got all your facts and case study information you need and you want your audience to absorb, but you can have it in a way that is digestible and that they walk away with one thing. So I'd say, yeah, one, making it engaging and interactive, which is hard. I get, but two, having maybe three or four key takeaways so that at least they've got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I think timing is key as well uh, because with these speakers, um, I find, you know, like a 15 to a 20 minute or maximum if it's a panel, 
you know, half an hour is is good, is good. Because you can, if when I'm sitting in, in, in a, a panel or, or watching from the audience, you you know when the audience has switched off. You know when they're switching off. You know, oh, they're looking at their watch. There's a definite, like, oh, my God, like, okay, we're, we know literally this. Literally walking away. Literally we've all walking been there. Away. We've all been we've there, all have been we not? There. We've all looked down at our phone and been like, yeah. is this over yet? Yeah. Like, I, I promised I'd see the speaker, but yeah. is this yeah. over yet? I think, I think, I, I think, you know, they're more open to... Uh, a, a longer time if there are more people on the panel because then obviously there's different panel yeah. points there's different yeah. there's different people to look at it's all those things that you have to look at you know even the um the 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 design of it or or the the look of it so to speak um and if if somebody goes on there and more than 20 minutes or oh, yeah, you once, can hear the size one speaker tunnel vision yes. case study 30 plus minutes it's a recipe for disaster yeah. and it's Absolutely. hard because me i just want to keep talking talk 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 talk, yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. but it's just it doesn't always translate the way we want it to mm. and i guess with case studies you you you're sort of like straying you're going to your sort of your business purpose and exactly. you rather than your thought, thought leadership, leadership. Yes. Well, you can weave that in you can weave it in but you don't it doesn't need to be because case studies will only they will only land as case studies if you incorporate case studies into thought leadership or you take the lessons and the information from the case studies and yeah. weave it into thought leadership it can be digested from most people wherever they're sitting and the facts extracted okay i get i get that your company did xyz and xyz i get that but what else can I take yeah. away from it? Oh, you did this leadership yeah. approach. Okay, yeah, I'll do. Oh, I might do that too. And or maybe I can apply that. Yeah, and even with case studies, uh, I find like if if you if you do put one or two case studies in your agenda, then it's it's more uh, palatable if it's a current one or there's some exactly. uh, or you're actually working on it right now, and you actually yeah. don't know what the future looks like. And so this is my this is you know this is our vision on what it what it would look like and and that sort of thing you know as opposed yeah. to this is a case study that happened two years ago massively successful oh, okay and a million so facts into, on a yes, powerpoint great, screen and amazing. you can't even read them and it's like mm, okay sayonara you know see ya audience yeah. bye bye yeah so you have to have sort of a, almost an overriding uh crystal idea that you are sharing with the industry. Yes, not, absolutely. It's not necessarily to client, it's to industry. How yes. do we progress? Is Messaging, it yeah. Messaging is everything. Messaging everything. is everything. And when they come to you and when they say, you tell me what I need to speak on, that that's your that's your golden opportunity, I feel. You know, that's where you need to be very clear on your vision, what you want to bring to the event. It, because it just translates. It it really does. Yeah. I mean, I I, not, I I didn't work on a particular event, but I know of another producer who worked on on an event, um, and and was to do with, you know, the animal industry and vets and things. And uh, and I think the the grace and elegance with which she uh, approached every speaker translated into the event. Yeah. Um, and that's all everybody could speak about. You know that oh how how did these ideas come about? Because she actually took the trouble to sit and talk to them about what do you want to talk about? What is it that, you know, the government is is or not doing or, or that sort of thing? And and, the, and that's mm. when the industry started speaking. Yeah. Um, Finding out what people want to talk about. You have to, to start about. from the top with that vision. You, you just have to. You know how you can tell, um, uh, for example, when big brands, you know how can they, you can tell when sometimes 
they change teams or they change marketing managers or they change because oh, it's a different yes. voice, right? So it's similar yeah. for us in our role that um, if someone is to, t- for example, uh, handle the conference, um, we want the messaging to be the same. So obviously I feel at least for me, I've handled my event twice myself. So I feel the messaging is quite consistent. Um, it's been my messaging from the get-go. And, and that you know, that's great. But then if I was to up and leave tomorrow, someone else would take it. I, want the, I would want them to take on the messaging and the positioning of the event and that way it would be seamless. The customer experience is seamless. Mm. You know, speaker experience is seamless. Everything is then seamless because, well, as much as it can be in the advanced industry, um, because the messaging is the same from the start. And the message we want to give, maybe not exactly to the clients, but to the industry, they know the event, they know the yeah. messaging. That's where you get your alignment. And then what about post-events? So how do you real squeeze the lemon dry of value? I think, um, I think you know, your post surveys are a good way, you know, from a marketing perspective. Um, but actually just simply being polite and just saying thank you for attending and thank yeah, you for yeah. coming. And, and, you know, we would love to have you next year or not. That's totally fine as well because, you know, we, we want different speakers too. But you do have speakers who come back and say, I had such an amazing time. Like I met so-and-so and thanks for placing me in this stream because then I got to meet so-and-so. And yeah. that's the value for them. And, and, and you know, and, and some people will come back and, you know, you get that long hundred line emails saying why they thought it wasn't up to standard or whatever yeah, it is. It and, and you have to deal with that as well. So you deal both ways uh, and, and, and know that that's part of the process, right? That's, that's mm. part of it. So I agree. What sort of value? So with your question, what sort of value do you mean? Do you mean? So, yeah. So so if you're a tender event or if you're a participant of an event, you know, you've gone, you've shared Mm -hmm. ideas, you've Mm -hmm. listened to other people, there's been progress in the industry, there's maybe actionable items Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, what if if you were to walk away from the Mm -hmm. event... What's your next steps as an attend- to make that attendance valuable? As an attendee, um, I would, yeah, have that one thing in mind that I'm actually going to do and take one actionable step. So, um, for example, <clears throat> if if it was about you know. Uh, tiny habits and you know making sure that I'm building connections maybe that's one of the takeaways I wanted which was building connections. Um, do I then go and um, add people on LinkedIn or do I set time in my routine that every day I'm then going to spend 10 minutes out you know um, reaching out to people at the conference or even not at the conference just in my network what can I set up in future that I have learnt here to build on that. That's first, but then second, I'm going to sound like it's the marketing manager in me, would be to post on LinkedIn. Genuinely t- post on LinkedIn or wherever you, uh, wherever your platform is um, about the event that you've actually been to and connect yeah. with everyone at the event. Is there other people on there who want to talk about 100%, it? hundred percent. And mm. um, look, th- that's been one of the strongest sort of uh, building platforms for me is not of course LinkedIn, but actually posting about the events because some people I just didn't catch at the event at all. But then they're posting about the event, so then I see they're posting, so then we start messaging. But honestly, tagging what you enjoyed, I always go, what's my one takeaway from that event? Post it on LinkedIn yeah. and go, this was my one takeaway. For everyone else, it's just so you know, this was my one takeaway. Um, I'll either be back. Um, usually I'm back. I'll either be <laughs> back or I won't, but usually I am. Yeah. Um, and go from there. But, yeah, that's the, that's the marketing manager in me going LinkedIn post, but... 
yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously everybody has their own style of, uh, you know, of, of doing that. And, and like you're saying, it's a marketing, it's it, it's probably is one of the marketing ticks that we have to do in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, but she posts beautiful things anyway. She writes Thank beautifully. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, it's it's actually going and, and, and forming that conversation again with that speaker. Um, and and it's you know, asking you're asking my asking their experience, and yeah. um, you know, and and like you say, like the speaker experience, right? It just doesn't stop at, you know, them no. walking off the stage mm -hmm. and all right, see ya. No, it doesn't because uh, what you do there, for example, you know, in in the government event, um, the the relationships that I formed with a particular speaker, two speakers in general, um, was so that we can actually get them on board solidly next uh, next year as a partner um the whole yes. you know that whole comp that whole agency so uh, there is there is kind of an agenda but it's more the i i feel the speaker experience is very it's mutual it's benefit very, yeah it's mutual it is mutual benefit. i think it all comes back to mutual benefit Correct. too and I, that in regards to audience too it's all about mutual yeah. benefit mutual benefit for them why are they getting out of bed in a in a day and age where we really don't have to like you know in the sense of like going to events we don't have to there's virtual events there's ted talks online there's everything we have there's a knowledge overload in the world we have so much knowledge at our fingertips why do i get out of bed to come to your events so mm. mutual benefit from from for us for them for speakers otherwise yeah i just stay in my bed and i'll watch youtube that'll be fine but that's an interesting yeah. thing as well because the landscape right now is yes you have this information overload and you you get information from every, everywhere but the value that they get is going face to face and and you know bumping into somebody that they thought that they would never get the opportunity to do so yeah. you know it could be at the networking party or the afterboard party or whatever it is or uh, you know, a, a lunch that we did for the C-suites yeah. and things. And then suddenly, you know, A, CEO is speaking to the CEO for, of B. And, and it's it's surprising to see them sit together because there's so many stories around that. But you have to value yeah. that. Yeah. You have to put that proposition, you know, very, yes. very, very front of mind. That, like you said, attendance value is what can, what can happen. But you have to put that front of mind because it is easy to go, nah, nothing will happen there. Yeah. So yeah. how can you, us as conference producers, but everyone, I suppose, put that, that value of what could happen if I actually went out to connect with people? Yeah. I think what I take from this conversation is reframing how you think about events for myself, especially from it being a task, a job, to mm -hmm. being an opportunity, to being, it is what you make it, you get out what you put mm. in. Absolutely, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, you have to be open. Yeah, you really have to be open. I was scared. Uh, yeah, over the hundreds of events, I was scared. I Yeah, I was new to the industry. I didn't know what to say. Sure. I was petrified. It is um, scary. And you just, you like, and also, um. These people in your head are on pedestal. Yes. These people that that That's you're approaching, even attendees um, with, you know, these high job titles and, you know, your CEOs, they're just on pedestals in your head. How could they want to speak to me? Why? Who am I? Like, why would you even want to talk to me? Like, same for attendees. Why would you even want to talk to me? The, diff the actual thing is reframing that you are here, they are here. Let's give it a go. Let's try to connect because otherwise, why did you come? Yeah. Do something together. Yeah. Rather than do it alone. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, and then, so if people want to participate, if people want to attend events, uh, if they want to get involved with Terrapin Australia, what's your advice to them there? 
Go to Terrapin.com. <laughs> Come to our event. <laughs> Come Jump to my event, LinkedIn. Come to my event. No, no, no. Um, yeah, so, yeah, all, all of our events are um, uh, listed on the website, which is just um, terrapin.com.au. Um, yeah. With all of them, we run eight in Australia, that eighth, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they're all spread out across the year. There's a fair few in Sydney, but there's a, across Australia as well as a few in Melbourne. Um, yeah. Globally, what industries are you like? Um, so I, I focus on um, tech, so I, Digital Transformation Live, which is the 19th to 20th of June, and that's in Sydney. And then 30 days later, um, uh, the Tech and Gov Conference, which is in Canberra on the 23rd and 24th of July. Yeah. So I focus more on the tech side. We also do... Um, Education tech, so um, edutech, which is our biggest, biggest show. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then I do solar, solar and storage. So that's solar, battery and storage. So that's that's a new one for us this year. So we're very excited about that because we're coming for the first time to Brisbane. Um, uh, and previously, you know, we were in the Middle East and things like that. So this is this is a big yeah. thing for us. With a very key um, proposition as well. Very like you know, mm. yes. Let's, let's do clean energy. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's just strategic in a way that is just in line with Queensland's, you know, energy and jobs plan and their whole 19 billion investment in the energy sector. Um, and, and so that's why it's, that, that's why we feel this will be a big one. Mm. Um, it's, it's created a bit of a buzz in the office. Um, we also and, got a bit wild, don't we? With yes, our vets, we do yes. our vets um, and then conference. And we do our vets conference. And our uh, e-mobility accounting, live. Uh, yeah, accounting, e-mobility live, um, national roads and traffic. So we do a lot, um, yeah, across, across a lot of industries. Yeah, yeah, so our largest is obviously our tech side of things with the three shows. And then we have a variety, like um, Sanam said, solar vets, roads, um, accountants. So, you know what, there's something for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> come to a, come to Definitely, events. yeah, because yeah, um, we'll be there and... I mean that's fun. Very cool. Well, I there's a couple of events that you mentioned in there that I might have to check the dates out for. Thank you so much for sharing. I think there is a lot of value in there, a lot of things to think about for people on how to approach events and and also like idea sharing is so important to uh storytellers or my business storytellers Australia. So like I I really appreciate how events are a, a real key place to, to share ideas and solve problems and grow things. So thanks for coming along, guys. Oh, thanks Thank for you having, having us. Uh, if you want to connect with Imogen or Sanam, you can find them on LinkedIn or you can go to their website at terrapin.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bye.